It is Thursday, January 11th, 2024, and this is Ozarks at Large. I'm Matthew Moore. I'm Kyle Kellams. Today, celebrating and remembering the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The council really has been an instrumental organization in just ensuring that we continue to represent the life and legacy of Dr. King, that we continue to celebrate his dream and to continue to to live out his legacy and continue to be torchbearers and do his work. Plus, Walmart opens a big, big new whole health center. Stand up paddleboard is one of the things that we're excited to add. Um, you can do some kayaking lessons in here. This is great for just lap swimming as well. And we'll do some of the older children's swim lessons there. And continued growth for event production companies in Northwest Arkansas. And a lot of what our clients are asking us to do is actually swimming further and further upstream in what they define event production is. First up, a roundup of this hour's news from NPR. Little Wing presents Old Crow Medicine Show coming to the City Auditorium in Eureka Springs with special guest Willie Watson, January 20th. Old Crow Medicine Show at the Auditorium in Eureka Springs. Tickets at tickets.thundertix.com. This is Ozarks at Large for Thursday, January 11th, 2024. I'm Matthew Moore. Ozarks at Large is a production of KUAF Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Ahead on our show, Walmart's new home office has unveiled their first building. My co-host Kyle Callums took a tour of the facilities yesterday and will bring us that walkthrough in our second half hour. First today... The Northwest Arkansas Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Council is celebrating the upcoming holiday with a number of events, including a new cultural festival held at Crystal Bridges on Friday night and a keynote speech from author and journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones on Saturday. Ozarks at Large's Daniel Carruth spoke with the council's president, Lindsay Leverett-Higgins, about how people can get involved ahead of the holiday. So, Lindsay, can you just tell me a little bit, you know, I imagine people probably already know a lot about the council, but if you could just give me a little bit of background on the council and sort of the work that you all do. So, the Northwest Arkansas Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Council was established under the kind of emphasis of the late Reverend J. Aaron Hawkins. And Pastor Hawkins' vision was really to bring an organization to Northwest Arkansas that celebrated the life and legacy of Dr. King. Um, He saw that this was something that they were doing in the Fort Smith area, that they had a big celebration honoring Dr. King's life and his legacy, and he thought how amazing it would be to bring something um, of that nature to the Northwest Arkansas area, and he did it. And so um, as a result of, of his work, the council was born. And so um, since then, the council really has been an instrumental organization in just ensuring that we continue to represent the life and legacy of Dr. King, that we continue to celebrate his dream and to continue to, to live out his legacy and continue to be torchbearers and do his work. And so we have just made some tremendous strides over the years as an organization, um, renaming 6th Street from 6th Street to MLK. Um, and then bringing some phenomenal um, nationally recognized speakers to Northwest Arkansas through our recommitment celebration. We have over the years been able to give out a significant number of scholarships to Northwest Arkansas high school seniors and college students. 
and this year we're proud to be able to give out 35 so to give out $35,000 in scholarships this year is absolutely amazing. So we have done some tremendous work um, as an organization over the, the history and the, the tenure of the council. Yeah, and it's in, is it the 28th year, is that right, that this will be? It is. Can you just talk about, I don't know, how, how you've seen it grow and change over that time or, or what has happened in that almost three decades? Um, since I have been in Northwest Arkansas, I moved here to the area in 2004. And since I've been in Northwest Arkansas, I have definitely seen the council grow and expand um, just in terms of the giving and the amount of scholarships that the council has has given out over the years. Um, even the level of service and the work that the council is doing in the greater, the local and greater community. And now, most recently, with the project that the council is undergoing, the State of Black NWA, the Census Project, that's a that's a huge deal to be fortunate enough to be in a position to really do some fact finding and together some data on different areas that are um, reflective of really being able to tell the story of black and Northwest Arkansas from some different data points. Yeah, absolutely. And so this year, can you just talk about some of the celebrations that are coming up and the events happening uh, over this weekend and, and on the 15th? Absolutely. So we kick off the weekend, weather permitting, on Friday with a very brand new event for us as a council, and it's our beloved community festival. We are excited to partner with Crystal Bridges to bring the beloved community festival. We're excited to have Walmart and Sam's um, on as our executive sponsors for this event, and this is really a festival that we are seeking to celebrate Dr. King's vision and his dream of this beloved community, a community where um, every race, every culture, every creed, every class um, is a part of, of this community, this beloved community, if you will. And so we are just excited about having an opportunity to really celebrate our beloved community here in Northwest Arkansas and to celebrate the cultures that are reflective um, of our community. We have some amazing um, cultural entertainment lined up for the evening on Friday, we have some amazing food um, that will represent a number of different cultures throughout the Northwest Arkansas area. And so we are really just excited about being able to bring this event to the community. It is definitely a family-friendly event bring, that parents can bring kids to. And we're just looking forward to celebrating and celebrating Dr. King's beloved community and our beloved community here in Northwest Arkansas. And it is completely free. So thanks to our sponsors, Walmart and Sam's Club, we were able to produce this amazing event at no cost to the community. Can you talk a little bit of, about some of the, the traditions that are happening as well, like the banquet, the vigil, the keynote speakers that you guys have coming up? What's in store on that front? Yes. So instead of our traditional banquet, we are um, moving forward with our recommitment celebration. It will not be a sit-down dinner, but we have moved to a format like last year um, where we will have a firefight chat. So this year we will do a community reception. We'll feature a community reception that will start on Saturday at 3.30 for any members of our community that want to come out and celebrate with us. 
And then our actual recommitment celebration will take place at 5 p.m. at the Vandal Public Library in the Event Center space. And our speaker for the Fireside Chat will be none other than the incomparable Nicole Cannon Jones, the author of the 1619 Project. So we are definitely excited to bring her to Northwest Arkansas. Incredible, yeah. And so, uh, how did you guys make that happen? That's a pretty big. It's a pretty big get. I'm imagining. Absolutely. So uh, we were fortunate last year to be able to bring Dr. Cornell West. And so our commitment to the Northwest Arkansas community was to continue to just raise the bar higher and higher and to continue to bring in speakers to the area that were really going to challenge us to think about how we further that dream and that vision that Dr. King had that really challenged us to continue to be torchbearers to um, pick up the torch and continue to do his work. So we're committed to doing just that. And so we thought that Nicole Hannah-Jones would be very timely for um, our organization and for our community. Yeah, and in talking about, you know, timeliness, I I know a lot of, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and Dr. King's legacy this day in particular, it can feel very politicized and and whitewashed sometimes. You know, what do you think people get wrong or maybe misunderstand about Dr. King's legacy and his work? And and what ways are you guys trying to address that with with these events and speakers like Nicole Hannah-Jones? I'm glad you asked that question. So one of the things that I think that people get wrong um, about Dr. King's work and his legacy is that Dr. King was really focused on equity and justice for all uh, members of the community that were disenfranchised. And so as an organization, we have really made it our mission to focus on that concept of the beloved community. We launched the podcast the Beloved Community Podcast in 23. And so we really want people to understand that it's really about continuing that work of equity and justice and equal rights for all people. Um, and that's what we're really focused on doing that work here in the Northwest Arkansas community. Yeah. And I know another part, so I was in uh, AmeriCorps. And so I know, the, I know another part of this day is that it's a day of service. Uh, and I know volunteering is a big aspect of the holiday. So can you talk a little bit about some of maybe the service activities that you guys have planned and why that element is so important? So it absolutely, it's a, a day on and not a day off. And so a big part of what we do is community focused um, from a community service standpoint. And so we are partnering on Saturday morning from 9 to noon with Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, the Omicron Theta Lambda chapter, um, to collect school supplies and seasonal wraps, so winter items, coats, jackets, scarves, hats, all of that fun stuff. Um, at the John L. Colbert Middle School that we will distribute to the community. And then we will also um, make a donation to the John L. Colbert Middle School's uh, community closet. So when they have students that are in need of some of those items, they're able to secure those items from the community closet there at the middle school. And then I was also wondering, you know, just what do you hope people maybe take away from this day and, and from these events, uh, people within the community who maybe haven't engaged with the council before or any of your work, what do you hope they might come and be a part of or what they'll take away from it? I hope that if people have not engaged with the council before, that they will definitely come out and join us. 
that the work of Dr. King didn't end with the passing of Dr. King and that as a community, we still have room to grow and that there's still work to be done. But it can't be done by just our organization alone. It's going to take capacity building and coalition coalition building, working in conjunction with other like-minded organizations, with other like-minded individuals in the community. And so I hope that they just take away that we're continuing to do Dr. King's work. We have picked up the torch and we will continue to run with it. And we just hope that they will will join us in the work that still needs to be done in our community. Yeah. And as far as, as what needs to be done here in Northwest Arkansas, what do you see as the biggest issues that need to be addressed and that that you guys are maybe playing a part in helping to address those? So I think through the uh, project that we're undergoing, the state of Black WA, um, a big focus on work that still needs to be done in our local community is really looking at how we have access and equity for individuals in our community as it relates to health care and housing. Um, as it relates to uh, culture, but they're mindful of the inequities that exist and understanding how we can, can be a partner at the table to help um, dismantle or break down some of the inequities that exist in some of those areas. Yeah. And do you know when that, uh, that census project might be done, or will you guys have a timeline for that? So we will continue to collect uh, data throughout 2024, the census project is available online at our website, nwamlk.org. So we're looking at wrapping our second phase in 2024. And then hopefully by mid-year uh, this year, we're looking to have a preliminary report out of some initial findings. But we will um, continue to collect data throughout the 2024 calendar year. Awesome. All right. Well, Lindsay, that's mostly what I had for you. Is there anything else you wanted to add, say, or think people should know? The Monday events will all be moved to virtual. So on Monday, we will do a dream, a dream Keepers breakfast. That event has been moved to virtual. The Freedom March will also be a virtual event now. And the Noonday Visual that's sponsored by the University of Arkansas that we participate in will also be virtual. And all of the links for those virtual events are available on our website. That was president of the Northwest Arkansas Martin Luther King Jr. Council, Lindsay Leverett Higgins, speaking with Ozarks at Large's reporter, Daniel Carruth. You can find a link to all of those events in the online version of this story on our website, ozarksatlarge.com. Ahead on the show, Paul Gatling talks to Cameron McGee about his event production company and the need for a new hire. And a Vibe grown a lot. And a lot of what our clients are asking us to do is actually swimming further and further upstream in what they define event production is. Uh, Avad 3 event production in its early days was AV. It was Cameron's really good at AV. So that's <laughs> becoming broader and bigger as we serve bigger clients, bigger events. That conversation just ahead on today's Ozarks at Large. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is hiring the just-fired Arkansas Corrections Secretary as a senior advisor in her office. 
Joe Prefiri was fired as the corrections secretary yesterday in a 5-2 vote of the State Board of Corrections. Three hours later, the governor announced his new position. The governor described the firing as a political stunt. Corrections board member Lee Watson told the board the state deserves better before he made the motion to terminate Prefiri. A back-to-school drive to restock the Full Circle Food Pantry is underway on the University of Arkansas campus. All donations can be dropped off at the Center for Community Engagement in the Arkansas Union through January 31st or directly to the pantry during pantry open hours. Items most needed include travel-sized shampoo and toothpaste, as well as canned beans, soup, and tuna. The pantry is open Mondays from 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., Wednesdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and Thursdays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The Teen Action Support Center is partnering with Walton Arts Center for a hygiene product donation drive in connection to the national touring production of Jagged Little Pill. Kara Zinner, the development director with TASC, says the donations of shampoo, soap, and deodorant will be directed toward Teen Action Support Center's Teen Thrive program. And that program um, helps with provide life skills, mentorship, um, basic needs, uh, career readiness, and so they're helping with our hygiene drive. Donations can be made at the Walton Arts Center lobby before each show during the run of Jagged Little Pill from January 23rd through the 28th or in the lobby between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. each day during that week. Jennifer Wilson, Senior Director of Public Relations at Walton Arts Center, says the venue annually collaborates with a nonprofit that seems like a good partner with a touring production. Wilson says the themes of Jagged Little Pill about a modern American family dovetail with the mission of the Teen Action Support Center. Because it's a modern American family, it deals with the issues that they face, but also the hope that they have in their struggles. Um, So it deals with topics like opioid addiction, um, of course, teen and parent relationships. There is a biracial adoption that's in it. Donations for the Hygiene Drive can also be made at the TASC location in Rogers on West Walnut Street. The musical is inspired by the music of Alanis Morissette and has become the music... The musical is inspired by the music of Alanis Morissette and has won both Tony and Grammy Awards. Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. I'm Paul Gatling. It's our first report of 2024 after a few weeks off for the Christmas break. So Happy New Year to everyone, if we're still saying that, nearly two weeks into the calendar. Let's get right to some of the news that you may have missed, starting with our first magazine of the new year, which hit newsstands January 1st. On the cover, we've got a profile of Megan Crozier. She's the Executive Vice President and Chief Merchandising Officer at Sam's Club in Bentonville. We've also got a rundown of our top 10 stories of 2023. The annual list of largest mortgage lenders in Benton and Washington counties. And an interview with Femtech entrepreneur Elizabeth Pringer. We also feature a guest commentary from University of Arkansas agri-economist Trey Malone. Malone says the state has all of the ingredients to lead in promoting sustainability through agri-food entrepreneurship and innovation. All of that and much more are in the new issue, and you can find all those stories online at nwabusinessjournal.com. Still to come on today's show, we're going to hear from Cameron McGee. He is the owner of event production company Avod 3 in Lowell which is starting the new year with a significant new hire. 
That interview is after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. More at ArkansasStateChamber.com. First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Here's a story we will have in the next Northwest Arkansas Business Journal that's out next week. Cameron McGee, the owner and founder of Avod 3 Event Production in Lowell, has hired Amy Bates as Senior Director of Strategic Projects. Bates is known in Northwest Arkansas for her work as owner and president of Bates Events, a Fayetteville company she started over 20 years ago. I talked to McGee earlier this week about getting Bates on board and what her role is with the company. Amy Bates is someone that I've respected for over a decade. She's been doing what she does best for over two decades, and she's always been a client of ours. You know, she's an event planner. When she puts on an event, she needs quality audiovisual production, so then she books us as a vendor. But Amy and I have stayed close over the years, friendship and talking business and stuff as fellow business owners, and Avod3's grown a lot. And a lot of what our clients are asking us to do is actually swimming further and further upstream in what they define event production is. Uh, Avod3 event production in its early days was AV. It was Cameron's really good at AV. But that's <laughs> becoming broader and bigger as we serve bigger clients, bigger events. And so as Amy and I have been talking, we've been talking about how Avod3's future is um, kind of a bigger horizon and exciting and needs broader perspective than what I can bring with my audiovisual things. And so I'm excited that she's excited to come join us here and bolster what we're doing and really help us think bigger and more holistically about the national conferences that we're serving on. So how is she going to be doing that? What specifically will she be doing to, uh, to get you what you're looking for? I think the simplest way I know how to put it, we've given her this, this broad title of Senior Director of Strategic Projects. There are some big parts of the business that we need to build out in the coming months and the quarters ahead. I can't speak specifically to those, unfortunately, just from a com- competition standpoint. I, I don't feel like it's time yet to really roll out what we're going to be doing. But we're rolling ourselves out to be a competitor at a bigger level on a bigger national stage. And Amy's helping us bring perspective to those. There's three specific big projects she'll be working on this year. Some of them are around talent, some of them around our service offerings, but all of them come from her expertise that's further upstream in the event process than what we do here uh, traditionally, which is just the AV. Yeah, and I want you to, to be clear, you and I discussed this earlier um, about you know, some of the questions you're getting about when people see this news. I mean, what is Amy not going to be doing? What, is, what does this mean as far as Bates events? I mean, and how is that folding into your company? And it's really not folding into your company, right? That's a great question, Paul. So if, if we wanted to start offering you know, just event planner services, like what Amy's been doing with Bates events for 20 years with her 
team there of event planners, um, it would make sense, I suppose, to say, oh, we're going to acquire a planning agency or we've hired on a bunch of planners. That, that's not what we've asked Amy to do. Um, if, if we needed kind of basic event planning services, maybe we would hire someone that kind of has a career of that. But Amy has this 20-year legacy bigger than a career that's, that's bigger picture and it's further upstream than just the day-to-day planning. And so we're not asking Amy to come on and be an event planner here. That's not her title. We're asking her to lead more strategically these bigger initiatives that we're doing. So she won't be doing event planning. If I3 is suddenly not going to be doing just day-to-day event planning overnight, she's helping us build out bigger parts of the business thanks to her expertise that's so much bigger than just the execution. Yeah, well, she is such a like you say, such a highly regarded and experienced leader in, in her field and in this market for 20 years now. So when you're talking strategy, you probably couldn't have picked anybody else besides her hiring and some other things that are going on. What excites you the most about uh, 2024 for Avad 3? Thanks for asking, Paul. This is my hometown. I went to Bentonville High School. I've been here my, my whole life, except for leaving for a few years for college. And I want to live in Northwest Arkansas. And I believe I was born to do production, and I've fallen in love with the entrepreneurial spirit and leading a business. And so I want to live in this place, do my craft, and build a business. But Northwest Arkansas is not Los Angeles or New York. There's, there's limited needs here for a national event production company. And so what excites me is over the past five years, of course, COVID was a dip for our entire industry. But when you look as a larger leap over the last five years, We've been seeing more and more traction with clients who maybe tried us here when they were in town taking us with them. We've been seeing more traction with our website, with people looking for three bids on a big RFP for a big national conference, giving us a shot all the way from Arkansas. It's taken us from California to Florida to New York to Washington. We've been all over the country these past two years. As the industry has been decimated from COVID, we've actually been ready with capacity. We sheltered the storm, praise God. We sheltered the storm through that season. And so what I'm excited is really seeing all that come full circle. And now that public eye is getting a little bit of a look at that because we've got 50 people. We, we're making a strategic hire like Amy Bates. It's such an honor. We're doing all these things that you're getting to see on the outside. But I'm excited for 2024 for what I've been seeing as brewing success internally here for the past two years that now that we're starting to get traction with the website and national conferences, we're able to create even more jobs here in my hometown. We're able to start programs for young people and things that make a difference here, doing what we're so good at by importing that cash into our local economy from all over the country. And I think that's something that any Arkansan, any entrepreneur can get excited about, and it's certainly what excites me. That is Cameron McGee, the owner of the event production company Avod3 in Lowell, and a member of our annual 40 Under 40 class last year. We'll have more details about the company's hiring of Amy Bates in the next issue of the Business Journal. It's out next week. In other reporting you will find at nwabusinessjournal.com, Walmart finance executive Jamie Henry of Bentonville has been elected board chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. He has been a board member since 2019. Denise Thomas of Rogers and Jennifer Anglin of Fort Smith were also reappointed to three-year terms on the board. Engineering and design firm Olson has moved into its new Fayetteville office. 
The new 37,000-square-foot building is at 3537 North Steel Boulevard, next to First National Bank of NWA. The Nebraska-based company has about 70 Fayetteville employees and occupies the third floor and most of the second in the new three-story building. And Mark Ryan, the loan manager and executive vice president for Arvest Bank's Benton County Market, is retiring after 30 years with the company, effective March 31st. Kelly Carlson is expected to fill that position. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is Ozarks at Large. The entire new Walmart headquarters campus in downtown Bentonville won't be fully open for another two years or so. But tomorrow morning at 5, the first building on the campus will open. Walton Family Whole Health and Fitness is a sizable structure dedicated to mind and body. How sizable? It is over 360,000 square feet, so it is a very large facility. That's Megan Henley, Director of Whole Health and Fitness at Walmart, talking with me Tuesday. Yesterday, she led a group through all three floors of the center. And this is our recreation desk as well. So if a member wanted to check in for their pickleball or tennis court, they can get their racket restrung. They can check out a basketball or a volleyball. Um, any of their kind of recreation, recreation needs would, would come out of this desk and our team here. There are multiple indoor tennis courts, pickleball courts, racquetball courts, a squash court, badminton court, basketball courts, three indoor swimming pools. So this is our activity pool, so a little bit warmer water, great for our baby swim lessons, parent and baby swim lessons, our younger kids, three family swim, absolutely. This middle pool we call our recreation pool, so it is 10 lanes, we can do a lot in here. Stand-up paddleboard is one of the things that we're excited to add. Um, we can do some kayaking lessons in here. This is great for just lap swimming as well, and we'll do some of the older children's swim lessons there. Plus dance studios, a yoga studio, an indoor walking track, and an indoor running track, row upon row of fitness cycles, free weights, and an indoor soccer field, and a kitchen, and more. Henley says it's designed for more than just physical health. We've got whole health in the name, so we're really excited to show people that, yes, it absolutely has all the fitness equipment and fitness spaces that you would expect and all the recreation areas, but... We've got these other elements. Um, one of the things I think you'll notice, I understand you're coming on the tour, but I think you'll notice how the nature is both around the building and brought in. So not only the natural, the natural light, but you'll see some really cool elements of nature in the facility that we've, that we've brought in. So that's one of those things that we know is really important in your well-being is daylight and nature. The other elements that make this more of the holistic health facility, some of the things we've got um, included in our amenity spaces are a nutrition kitchen. So we've got all this really exciting programming where you can get hands-on in the kitchen, learn you know, knife skills, how to cook different kinds of fish and tacos and all of these other um, really fun programs that we're excited about offering in our nutrition kitchen. And then another unique space that really makes that whole health, whole health element come to life is our rest and recharge area. So we're really focused on kind of that mental well-being aspect and, you know, recovering both mind and body. And then we've got some treatment rooms around here where we can do traditional massage, we can do assisted stretching, we can do um, meeting with a dietitian or a meeting with a health coach or a whole health coach or 
um, any of those kind of one-on-one style of appointments. And then we've also got a cryotherapy chamber that we're getting fired up here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, if you want to freeze. <laughs> the one-on-one sessions can also address financial and emotional health. The amenities are available to any employee of Walmart in Northwest Arkansas. So whether they work in the field or at the corporate office and full-time, part-time, even temporary associates, and along with their spouse or partner and their kids can be members of this facility. Some of the services, like the health counseling, are free of charge. The rest available through a membership. The building's layout includes plenty of glass. This allows users to become curious about a class, fitness session, or piece of equipment. That element of like pause, notice, and then, oh, I might want to choose to do that. So this is a great example of can roll up the door, turn up the music, and get people really curious about, well, maybe I want to try that. It looks really fun. I can hear it. I can see it. Um, so this is a good example of how that came to life in, in the way that we laid out this space. Megan Henley says planning for Walton Family Whole Health and Fitness drew initial inspiration from a fitness facility that's part of the first Walmart HQ. And then we also listen to our associates to say, you know, what are we missing? What could we include in this new space? What would you dream up that that would serve, you know, your purpose or something that you're curious about having access to? So we took a lot of ideas and feedback from from our associates and members and ways that we could incorporate that, uh, which is how you get a 360,000 square foot facility to make sure we can serve as many, you know, needs and interests as possible. And a benefit of creating such a new building is the ability to set aside space for amenities not well known or known at all when that first fitness center opened. I think surprising programs that I'm excited to take part in. Uh, you know, we do, we're doing um, sound bathing, so that's something you're starting to see pop up in the community. And I think that's something I'm excited to, to try and have you know, access to really easily in that facility to ground myself, take that, that pause minute to really reflect on you know, not only the couple of years of work, but all the excitement that that we've got ahead of us in in offering this to associates. Uh-oh. So just taking that time to to pause and reflect for sure. I'm a radio guy, so I'm I'm interested. Sound bathing. I mean, you're hoping to take advantage, yes. so maybe you don't know as much about it as you might in four or five days. But what is sound bathing? Yes, yeah, so we've got all kind of sound healing. So it's like you're almost a meditation. You go into, we have this beautiful yoga, beautiful yoga studio, and there are crystal sound bowls and chimes. And um, it's just a really kind of meditative experience that that we were excited to introduce associates, associates to as one way to, to kind of take that pause reflection time. Walton Family Whole Health and Fitness opens for sound bathing and running and basketball and tennis and pickleball for the first time tomorrow morning at five. What we call learn one and learn two, so we can do some educational programs. Teams could have meetings here and then go take a boxing class together. Uh, So we have carved out a lot of these other spaces.
This is Leo Uribe, Professor of Music and Associate Dean at the University of Arkansas Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. We opened Sound Perimeter today with Far Niente, a movement from Piano Suite a Argento, Opus 40 by César Cui. While holding ranks in the Imperial Russian Army, Cui was known in his time for his avocational career as a music critic and composer. A Argento comprises nine movements dating back to 1887, serving as melodic reflections on the Belgian estate owned by his benefactor, Louis Comtesse de Merci Argento. The term farniente in this collection finds resonance translating to carefree idleness. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this piece, if possible, while doing nothing. That was Elena Kushnerova from a 2004 Husum Festival live recording performing Far Niente, a movement from Piano Suite a Argento Opus 40 by Russian composer Cesar Cui. On a recent trip to my native country, Colombia, I became acquainted with the musician, singer, and songwriter Lido Pimienta. Pimienta describes herself as a, quote, Afro-Indigenous and Colombian-Canadian punk folklorist, traditionalist, and transgressive diva angel, end quote. Lido, who spent her childhood years among the indigenous Uyu people in Colombia, became deeply rooted in the creation of visual art using diverse mediums. Her artistic expression is inherently multidisciplinary, and she seamlessly blends music, textiles, fashion, and music videos in her work. The song Nada is featured in her latest 2020 album, Miss Colombia. Nada speaks of emptiness, pain, and heaviness, but also of letting go. Quote, for all that I felt and all that I lived and all I had a feeling for, I've got nothing left. For all I saw before and all that I dreamt, for all the waiting I did in you, I've got nothing left. Nothing, nothing. End quote. Nada, nada. Thank you. 
Afro-Indigenous and Colombian-Canadian singer and songwriter Lido Pimienta and her song Nada, that translates to nothing. In the embrace of nothingness, there exists a duality that is both sweet and reflective, inviting us to surrender to the tranquil depths of stillness. Simultaneously, nothingness serves as a poignant release, a letting go of the burdens of pain and the complexities of life. Today, in Sound Perimeter, we listen to music representing nothingness as a liberating surrender, allowing the weight of existence to dissipate, leaving room for a quiet rejuvenation of the spirit. This is Leah Uribe, Professor of Music and Associate Dean at the University of Arkansas Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. Sound Perimeter is a show written and hosted by me and produced by Sofia Nurani and KUAF 91.3 in Fayetteville, Arkansas. This segment is dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. I hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. Have a beautiful day.
Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, January is traditionally a very slow month for blood donation. And after the holidays, uh, we always see a dip um, in participation. Why? You know, people are coming back from traveling. They're starting back. We're all trying to get caught up. We're all so busy. But the need uh, for blood products does not change. Trying to avoid a winter blood supply shortage on tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon and 7 p.m. on 91.3 KUAF. In the background is guitarist Ralph Towner from his 2023 release at First Light. And I'm Robert Ginsberg, your host for Shades of Jazz. On this week's edition of the show, I will look back on the year in jazz 2023 with some of my favorites. We'll hear more from Ralph Towner, Kurt Elling, Samara Joy, and much more. Tune in this Friday and Saturday right here on KUAF. Shades of Jazz, tomorrow night beginning at 10 on 91.3 KUAF. And then Saturday from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. on KUAF3. KUAF3 is available on your HD radio at KUAF.com and by asking your smart speaker to please play KUAF3. The Northwest Arkansas Council is using a grant from the Walmart Foundation to support an expanded effort to keep recyclable materials from ending up in landfills. The grant will go toward NWA Recycles, a program created by the council. It works closely with Boston Mountain and Benton County Solid Waste Districts to recycle more. Among the objectives of NWA Recycles, prevent hundreds of mattresses from reaching landfills and help Northwest Arkansas School Districts recycle food waste produced inside their cafeterias. Keep Arkansas Beautiful says all 75 Arkansas counties participated in cleanup campaigns in 2023. Between September 1st and October 31st, volunteers collected 199 tons of litter and waste and another 120 tons of bulky waste also picked up. More than 7,000 volunteers participated in the program this year, contributing more than 56,000 hours of volunteer time. It was the second consecutive year Keep Arkansas Beautiful had projects in all 75 counties. The Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team now 0-2 in SEC play after a 10-point loss at Georgia last night. Up next for the men, another road game, this one at Florida on Saturday afternoon. Meanwhile, the Arkansas women's basketball team will be in Bud Walton Arena tonight on the U of A campus for a game against Mississippi State with a later-than-usual tip-off, 8 o'clock. Arkansas enters that game with a 1-1 conference record. As we move further into 2024, let's play just a bit of catch-up from the past week or so. Some recent lists have been released that have significant Arkansas representation. The world and U.S. rankings from track and field news include several athletes with current or past University of Arkansas connections. The world rankings include five current Razorbacks ranked among the top ten in their events. Wayne Pinnock is ranked second in the world in the long jump. Kerry McLeod and Jaden Hibbert are both ranked fourth in the triple jump. Those are representatives from the Razorback men's program. Representing the women's program are Britton Wilson. She's ranked sixth in the world in the 400 meters, tenth in the 400-meter hurdles, as well as Kira Nugent, listed as number nine in the world in the 100-meter hurdles. 
Arkansas alums in the world rankings include pole vaulters Tina Schutez and Sandy Morris that are ranked fourth and fifth in the world, respectively, in the pole vault. Both Razorback men's and women's indoor track teams will host the Razorback Invitational at the Randall Tyson Track Center in Fayetteville on Friday. Meanwhile, Pace Magazine's wrap-up of the best 30 country, folk, and Americana albums of 2023 includes three records released by Fayetteville-based Garhole Records. Bonnie Montgomery's release, River. I went down to Houston, we were putting on a show. Dylan Earl's third album, I Saw the Arkansas. And Nick Shoulders, all bad. Amongst the cypress and quartz I roam I learned to wince at the church bells toll Preferred Katie Dids and thunders roll It never felt all bad Wanted for nothing with a bad luck streak I turned a rock over and every Whistled strong because my body was weak It didn't feel all bad Can't complain cause who would listen You wouldn't envy That list also includes 2023 albums by several well-known musicians who've played in Northwest Arkansas like Rhiannon Giddens and Jason Isbell. And the New York Times recently handed out accolades for the recent recording released by the Ford Smith Symphony. The CD, Works by Lewis Ballard, is one of the five recommendations in the Times' recent article, Five Classical Albums You Can Listen To Right Now. The album is described by the Times as an invaluable hour of listening and described conductor John Jenner as, quote, an angelic force for overlooked American music.
Ozarks at Large is a production of 91.3 KUAF Fayetteville. Contributors today include Daniel Carruth, Paul Gatling, and Leah Uribe. Thank you to Sophia Narani for producing this week's edition of Sound Perimeter. Ryan Versi is the underwriting director at KUAF. Matthew produced today's show inside the Bruce and Ann Applegate News Studio. Two additional production help today came from Stephanie Brock. Tomorrow on our show, we're going to hear from some of our regulars for the very first time in 2024. Michael Tilley with Talk Business and Politics brings us a roundup of the week's news. Courtney Lanning has a brand new movie review for us. Speaking of movies. Yes. Kind of. Okay. Monday, Randy Dixon from the Prior Center and I will talk about the Blue and the Gray, a CBS uh, miniseries that was filmed in Fayetteville in 1981. Gregory Peck, Geraldine Page, Stacy Keach. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, someone hasn't seen that. That yes. you're sitting across the desk. Yeah, from. well, yes. Uh, what is this about? It's about the Civil War. Oh, right. Blue and Gray. That makes yeah. sense. Um, Frank Broyles also had a speaking part in it. He nice. played the doctor who um, had to pronounce President Lincoln dead. Wow. Uh, as you know, I sometimes have insomnia, and I'll look things up. As far as I can tell, only two Arkansas-born actors have ever played a president in a major theatrical production. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton was a fictional president in um, Love Actually. Right. And uh, Flowers of the Killer Moon. Our own Fayetteville Mark Landon Smith plays Calvin Coolidge. I love it. There you go. There you go. There's your Arkansas uh, <laughs> trivia for the day. I'm Kyle Kellums. I'm Matthew Moore. KUAF is supported by Penguinette's Barbecue, open for curbside pickup seven days a week at Mission and Crossover in Fayetteville, and open seven days a week with dine-in, patio, and curbside pickup at the historic B&B location. PenguinEds.com for menus.